career-driven individuals. Ready to unlock your potential? Discover William Peace University's School of Professional Studies. Our classes are tailored for the working professional. Attend class on your terms with our online sessions and choose from various start dates throughout the year. Dive into a curriculum designed for success. Every class is a stepping stone that takes you closer to your career goals. Take one or more classes. It's in your hands. Elevate your career with William Peace University's School of Professional Studies. Dive deeper at williampeace.info slash SPS. Your journey begins here. I think my juices flow all the time. Absolutely, absolutely. You know as much as I know. Right now, we've been able to stuff to stuff. The curse is broken. NC State fans, finally. <laughs> finally. Hey, happy Thanksgiving. I mean, that's a triple play. The Wolfpack ain't for soft. It ain't for soft people. Welcome to the biggest week of NC State football, certainly of the Dave Doran era, maybe even of all time. I'm Joe Giglio, your host, joined, of course, by the Wolfpack great himself, Mike Glennon. Mikey G, I, I, this date has been circled. This game has been circled. NC State pulls this thing into the barn, 4-0, gets to the game where they needed to be Clemson. Gets this thing into the barn where they needed to be. We got a primetime matchup. Number five, Clemson. Number 10, NC State. The first time in school history, NC State's playing in a top 10 matchup. ESPN Game Day is going to be there. Primetime on ABC. Kirk Herb Street and all of his kids playing for the Tigers are going to be there. Like, you got you got a pulse today? What? 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 I mean, this is it, right? This, this is, is what awesome. you live for, right? I mean, October first has been circled on our calendar, and we've been hoping that the stars would align. Four and zero, four and zero. It looked like the ECU game. Um, this might not have happened. Wake Forest takes the lead early uh, in that game last week. So it looks like it's not going to happen. But here we have it. But the only downside is we might have a hurricane. We'll get to the weather in a second. Let's let's talk a little bit of fundamentals here about this game because. NC State beat Clemson last year, and Dave Doran, you hear the sounder in the beginning of our intro. We, we've the, the curse is broken, NC State fans, finally. Well, the ability to beat Clemson, yes, that part of it was broken, but NC State did not win the Atlantic Division last year, did not win the ACC championship. Call me crazy. I feel like now this is the game that they're going to have to win in order to win both of those elusive goals. And I ask you, after watching Clemson, let's focus a little bit on Clemson here in the first part of, of pack therapy today. After watching them give up 45 points to Wake Forest, after watching Sam Hartman have the afternoon that he did. Now, well-earned, hit more than once. I, I'm sure you were feeling a little bit bruised for your compatriot there in, in arms, even though he's a deke. The success that they had against Clemson's defense, Brent Venables is gone. I'm curious when you watch Clemson's defense. Wes Goodwin takes over for Brenton Venables. Joe Giglio knows nothing about football, would say, well, surely Dabo just brings in this guy to run whatever Brent ran. What is the trained eye of a guy who played for nine years in the NFL see? Last week against Wake Forest, they played a lot of man coverage, and they did have the Brent Venables blitz package. They tried to pressure Sam Hartman a lot, but the problem was they left those corners on an island. And the Wake Forest receivers, A.T. Perry and company, absolutely destroyed these corners. So the big question mark for me is what are they going to do? Are they going to keep putting these corners on an island 
versus an NC State offense that has an incredible quarterback, but the receivers haven't exactly shown to win week in and week out versus man coverage versus ACC caliber DBs? Or do they go to zone coverage where they're going to drop everyone, force Devin to dink and dunk, um, which they did last year? So I'm really curious about this. This could go one of two ways. I know those those uh, Clemson coaches have to be concerned, though, with the way those DBs played last week. So Sam Hartman goes 20-29, 20 337 yards. Here's the big number. Six touchdowns, no interceptions, no mistakes, despite being pressured a good amount of the day. And for all the problems Clemson has in their secondary, their defensive front's going to have three pros on it, if not two first-round picks on it, right? Their defensive line is loaded, but surprisingly, they only have eight sacks on the year. And they've played, you know, they played a, a Badger Tech team. They played Wofford. They played Louisiana Tech. And then the last week, they played a good Wake Forest team. But I, I was surprised to see that number that, that Miles Murphy, who's projected as a first-rounder, one-and-a-half sacks. Brian Brees, now he's only playing three games. Half a sack. Right. So they're not exactly getting home. I mean, they're Perseus getting pressure. Had, had extenuating circumstances. Right. His sister passed away. He's been dealing with it, right? And we saw the dad in the stands at the end of that weight game. Very emotional. So you can – and he's coming off of an injury, too. A lot of these guys weren't able to play for Clemson last year, which has kind of been overlooked. You know, anyone who's ever been hurt playing football knows you try to get this thing back. It doesn't – you don't automatically just jump right back on that horse – so I do think there's something to that, though. Scheme-wise, though, other than man and zone, some of these blitzes. Do you? I mean, are they fundamentally still Clemson, or is is there is West trying to put his own spin on this? They thing? seem fundamentally the same. I went back and watched last year, and there's definitely carryover between what they're doing. I'm sure every defense coordinator is not going to have the exact same philosophy of what they're going to run all the time. But I'm sure Dabo had a hand in it. Hey, just take over this defense. Continue running in the way we have. But as the season evolves, you're going to adjust to your players, adjust to the opponent. How do we game plan this week? What do we think we can take away that NC State, you know, does well? Um, so I am really curious the philosophy that, that this Clemson defense plays with. I think we're going to see it early because what they did against Wake Forest, they did late. They they pressured early. They played man coverage versus Louisiana Tech. They kind of mixed it up a little bit more. more. But um, – yeah, it's, it's going to be interesting to see what they do here. Let me give you a big number here that I thought went a long way in Wake Forest's success. I gave you Sam Hartman's passing numbers, but that actually wasn't a true indication of the success that Wake Forest's offense had. Ten penalties for Clemson, 120 yards. A good chunk of them were just completely roasted and toasted and marshmallowed defensive backs tackling receivers after they had gotten behind them. So... My question for you as someone who's played in Death Valley, there's only one person in this studio who's played in Death Valley. It's you. You think Clemson's going to get 10 penalties called on them at Memorial <laughs> Stadium with they're an pro- ACC crew? They're probably not. But those, on prime time? Those corners were holding on for dear life. I mean, they were like blatant. You had to throw the flag. So, you know, not to whoa, hit Whoa, whoa, you, you can't be on the Pack Therapy podcast, sir, if you can't put a tinfoil hat on with me. <laughs> And join with me in a conspiracy theory. I know you've been able to tailgate some now, so you're really getting the whole NC State experience. Now you have to join me in this conspiracy theory. Which is what? I mean, there there will not be 10 penalties called on Clemson in this game. I mean, there won't be 10 penalties. At, at Clemson? There might not be. No, no sir. <laughs> I mean, no. no. Okay, well, either That's way. That's not how they're going to win, anyway. The, the positive sign from last week against UConn was Devin Carter – 
Thayer Thomas, really the receiver group as a whole, was able to beat man coverage. I'm not sure exactly why UConn was playing man coverage, but they did win. So if they can do that, you know, against a bad UConn team, now they got to do it against a Clemson defense that's been struggling to cover these receivers. Emeka Amezi really had an outstanding game last year against Clemson. And I think people do remember Devin Carter because of the game-winning touchdown. He also made a play in the second half to really give NC State control of that game. But people don't remember how important Emeka was. Now, you know NC State and Tim Beck's scheme better than I do, but Thayer does not play the same position as Emeka Amezi did. I get that. But doesn't this have to be a double-digit Thayer Thomas week? I mean, doesn't it almost have to be a double-digit? It's got to be Targets, receptions, he has to be heavily involved. Yes, in he game. has to be heavily involved, and you saw that big play he made last week, just an incredible catch and, and run after the catch for that touchdown. And and last week or last year they did hit Devin Carter, obviously, for the game winner, but they also hit him on that kind of an RPO, uh, a glance route, like a deep slant route like you're hitting on. Mm-hmm. Um, that, that got the game really going. And, and last year, it was a lot of quick game. It was a lot of RPOs. And the time of possession, I didn't I didn't realize that. I went back and looked. The time of possession, NC State had the ball for 42 minutes, before, you know, obviously before overtime. 110 plays on offense to Clemson's only 53. So um, I don't see any way it's going to be that balanced. But they're going to have to get Thayer Thomas involved. He's going to have to be a, an integral part of this offense on Saturday. 14 catches last year for it ain't easy being a measy 116 yards. Here are the two numbers that jump out at me from that box score from last year. And this is this is the way that Tim Beck and Dave Doran want to play football. I'm curious though if this is the way well, this will lead us into the weather conversation but I'm curious. You look at, remember the game at Carter-Finley last year. NC State wins 27-21. Okay? Ricky Person 21 carries. Bam Knight 23 carries as a team they had 51 carries not all of them are design runs because I'm guessing Devin's seven weren't designed but that's a lot of to your point about the time of possession that's a lot of time on the ground against a front that maybe isn't the most favorable matchup in the history of the world for you yeah I don't think it's going to be that run heavy this this year because I think they're going to want to attack these corners in coverage and they're going to want to that's the weakness of this Clemson defense right now. Their strength is the front seven. It's those those four defense line uh, defense linemen, those those linebackers that they have. So I don't think it's realistic to to say Jordan Houston, Jordan Houston, and uh, Demi are going to have fifty carries combined. Um, but uh, I think you know Tim Beck's going to put together a good game plan. They did last year, um, and I'm sure we're going to get to the defense. But uh, Tony Gibson had had a good plan last year for them as well. That gets me to Clemson's offense. DJ Uwe Ungalale last year in this game, 12 of 26, 111 yards. He did have two touchdowns and an interception. He ran for 63 yards. Against Wake Forest, I thought that's the best game we've seen from DJ Uwe Ungalale. I'm obviously not the biggest fan in the world of Big Cinco. But against Wake Forest, 26 of 41, 371 yards, five touchdowns. No interceptions. Now, one of the touchdowns should have been intercepted, and it wasn't, and that's fine. That's part of – you've had plenty of passes tipped that went for an interception, right? So every once in a while, it's okay for the quarterback to catch a break. What have you seen from DJU? Because this is like a lightning rod. It's almost like a Rorschach test. If you're a Clemson fan, you're like, 
oh, the national media, they're just picking on Dabo and they don't get us. And it's like, nah, brah. He had nine touchdowns and ten interceptions last year. Can you imagine? Can you imagine? It's 2011. You replace Russell Wilson. You have nine touchdowns and, and ten interceptions on the season. Buddy, you're selling cars in Virginia right now. You're, you're not Mike Glennon. You're not Mikey G. That's the, the standard is the standard. Nine touchdowns, ten interceptions. So where has the progress been, in your opinion, with DJ Uyunglele? He is the most improved player in the ACC. He's playing very well right now. And if you would ask me, confidence is it skinnier? What do you think? If you would ask me in the beginning of the season, I would have said they have to play uh, Kate Klubnik. Mm-hmm. There, there's no choice. They cannot go on with this guy. But he's just getting more comfortable and confident, and you see it in the way he stands in the pocket and goes through his progressions. And he's not escaping the pocket too early. He doesn't look as confused, but he's played defenses that have played primarily man coverage where you're not having to do a lot of thinking. He's throwing the go ball better than anyone. He is great at throwing the go ball, and these Clemson receivers are doing a great job going up and get it. NC State doesn't play a ton of man. They play a lot of zone coverage. This Tony Gibson defense where they're they're moving guys around, they're disguising coverage. It can, it can be confusing to a quarterback, and DJ still hasn't shown me this year that he's able to process information to really – dissect what coverage someone's in and find the right guy. He's doing all his damage when he has a one-on-one matchup and he's just throwing up to his guy. When it is just – when it's backyard football and it's my guy versus your guy, I'm going to throw it. He has the physical tool set to do that, and he's, he's gotten better at, in other areas. But 12 for 26 last year, I think this defensive scheme that Tony Gibson runs is a problem for DJ, DJ Uangale until until proven otherwise. Brings up an interesting point that I've always thought about with Clemson, and they have this—you know—their their analysts are up, they have former head coaches as analysts, and I believe it's their job to break down the other the opponent. And I remember a play in 2018, NC State goes to Clemson, and Ryan Finley—it's his last year—and everyone's really excited about what Ryan Finley could be. And the very the second play of the game, NC State runs a play fake, and Tanner Muse blitzes and sacks. Ryan Finley. And, and NC State had run that play maybe once. And Muse sacks him, sets a tone about how that game would kind of go. And I thought to myself, why would they even know that they were going to do that? And then on offense in that same game, Clemson came out with two tights in a, in a flanker and ran a play that Boston College had run unsuccessfully against NC State earlier in the same season. The difference between Boston College's Anthony Brown at the time missing a deep shot and Trevor Lawrence missing a deep shot, well, Trevor didn't miss. And I just thought to myself, the the level of preparation and scouting that they go through to be ready for a team, it, it I watched at the time, I watched every NC State game three times. So how in the world would they know as much as, you know, humbly, why would they know as much about NC State as I do? And it's crazy to think that's the level of detail that they go into. So now I'm, I'm curious, when you say that NC State had success last year, do you do the same thing under the premise of if it ain't broke, don't fix it? Or do you sit here as a chess match and say, this worked against them last year, they're going to prepare for this now, 
we have to do something different. What is the mindset do you think of Tony Gibson going into this game? To me, it's you do the same thing because it worked last year and you see what they're having success on this year. And you don't need – because if they changed it up, that would be playing more man coverage and that's what Clemson's had success against. So you're watching the film you, – you go into the game, okay, what did we do last year? We did it well. Now let's look at what Clemson's doing well this year. How do we take that away? Well, that happens to be what we already do well. So to me, you're not going to run the exact same game plan, but it's going to be – it should be similar because you you had the success – and overall, the scheme that Tony Gibson runs, the scheme that they put in spring ball, the scheme that they run in training camp, just happens to fare well for the, to go against this Clemson offense and the quarterback. So, to me, you you do what you do great, and I think that's that's great for NC State is that they don't have to put in a whole new game plan against this offense. They stick to what we do, and we're going to do it good. We're going to be able to play fast. We're going to be able to play downhill, which this defense is doing a great job of. I mean, they are attacking the football. So I don't think they need to change it up. Just stick to what we do well, and, and we match up really well against these guys. Career-driven individuals ready to unlock your potential? Discover William Peace University's School of Professional Studies. Our classes are tailored for the working professional. Attend class on your terms with our online sessions and choose from various start dates throughout the year. Dive into a curriculum designed for success. Every class is a stepping stone that takes you closer to your career goals. Take one or more classes. It's in your hands. Elevate your career with William Peace University's School of Professional Studies. Dive deeper at williampeace.info sps. Your journey begins here. More great news for carry commuters. With the new GoCarry app, you can track your bus live on the interactive map feature. Stay informed with the latest news and service updates right at your fingertips. Save your favorite locations and routes for quick and easy access, making your daily commute a breeze. Plus, with the GoCarry app, you can easily connect to GoCarry.org for even more resources and information. Best of all, the GoCarry app is absolutely free to download on the Apple and Google Play stores. GoCarry, where getting there is just a tap away all right so dave doran mentioned this on monday in his press conference his weekly press conference he, he wondered if this was the biggest game in nc state history we do know that it is the first time that nc state will participate in a game between top 10 teams it's a fairly significant accomplishment for dave doran and his program we do know this is the first time since 2002 that NC State will be ranked in the top 10. Also feels like not a bad thing for Dave Dorn and company. But is it the biggest game in program history? Top of your head, your gut says. Yes. Given those. Yeah, I mean, you have AP, first time being top 25 top 10 since 2002. First right. time ever having a top 10 matchup. And this could be the to decide who goes to the ACC championship down the road. It could, I mean, there could be playoff implications on this game, which hasn't been around, you know, until the past couple of years. So, to me, this is the biggest game in, in NC State football history. Okay, I'm going to be inclined to agree with you, but I don't like being a prisoner of the moment. So let me give you some options. Okay, you were there in 2010. At Maryland, that was for the Atlantic Division title. Maryland wasn't ranked, but there were stakes. Yeah. It was for the division title at College Park. 
Any comparison in your mind to that, yeah, given the stakes? It's just the the timing of the game is different. You know, okay. that, that was to possibly go on and win an AC, go to the ACC championship game, which, you know, win that game you're in. NC State wins this game doesn't necessarily mean they're in, but that Puts was in the driver's seat. Right. So there's just more hype around, you know, okay. like this could be bigger. And, you know, we might look back and NC State might not get into that might win this game and still not get an ACC championship. Sure. And then it last year, yeah, turns out to be not as big. But going into the game, there just has not been the buzz, the excitement. And to go down to Death Valley, they're on what now 36 home winning streak? What, yeah, what are yeah. we at? They, Somewhere they, around there. I mean, they've done pretty well. There's a lot in this game. And to me, yes, that Maryland game was big. This is bigger. Okay. Let's go to 02. Now, I mentioned. They reached number 10, NC State did, in the in the AP poll in 02. That was the year. Do you know how they got to number 10 that year? Phillip Rivers. They beat Clemson on a Thursday night game at Clemson, Death Valley. If, if my math is right, it's the last time they've played a primetime game at Clemson. Okay? They worked Clemson like a rib. 38-6 to improve to 9-0 on that season. The very next week, <laughs> they come home. They lose to a Georgia Tech team that would finish seven and six. That's why we have pack therapy. <laughs> that that is why we have pack therapy. They actually lost three games in a row that year. That Georgia Tech team though finishes seven and six. That's not Clemson. That's not a top ten matchup, right? So. What was, That's 0-2. What was uh, NC State's record was what? Uh, NC State at that time was 9-0. and What was Clemson? No, they beat Clemson right, the week before. Saying, oh, Clemson finished 7-6. and six. Okay. So what game were you saying was biggest? NC State versus Georgia The, the home game that would have gotten uh, them to 10-0. and 0. Yeah, I mean. Georgia, ABC, ABC was there. It was three thirty game. This was the famous week that Chuck Amato did the t- Tony Soprano spoof. Of driving to the stadium, you don't even remember. That. Look it up on the YouTube's. Um, it was a big deal national for for not nationally, but for NC State, it was a big deal. Yeah, might, might be the last time Herb Street was here. Again, the timing <laughs> of it. it would, if this game was at the end of the season, it would make it only bigger. But I mean, this is what we're dealing okay. with. We're four and zero. All right, so let's realistically then. I think the answer is nineteen sixty seven. They went to Penn State. NC State was number three. In the country, they started eight zero. They beat Houston, who was number two on the road. One, you know, best road win in program history. You win at Houston, number two, nineteen sixty seven. Best home win in school history. You beat Florida State, number two, in nineteen ninety eight. You thought I was going to say a different game. They get to number three in nineteen sixty seven. Start eight zero. Then they lose at Penn State in a in a knuckle dragger, thirteen eight somehow. The very next week, what happened? High therapy? More pack therapy. <laughs> they go to Clemson. They lose. So not only did you lose out on this national championship pursuit, which is the only time in school history they've ever been in the conversation, ever, okay, is that year, 67. They lose to Clemson, and they lose the ACC championship. Okay, that might be bigger. I mean, <laughs> we're talking a whole new era. I mean, Right. What was the helmet now, situation back then? I mean, nobody <laughs> they had true helmets. Chuck Amato was on that team. It was the white shoes defense. It's considered to be the best team in school history. 
What's crazy about that team is at the time, there was only 10 teams in the AP rankings. Not 20, not 25, but 10. So NC State goes into that game number three. They lose. They lose the next week to Clemson. So technically, they finish that season not ranked. And it's technically, arguably, the best team in school history. The 1979 team, the last team to win the ACC title. You know what bowl game they played in? They didn't. They didn't play in a bowl game. They won the ACC and didn't play in a bowl game. Why? Because the way that they ended the 79 season was they (laughs) – the 79 season was interesting, obviously, and historical because it's the last time they won the ACC title, right? So you you didn't have that many bowl games at the time, 1979. But NC State that year Listen to their non-conference schedule in 1979. ECU, West Virginia, Auburn, South Carolina, Penn State. Huh? What? I mean. And the record was what? Seven and four. So they beat Clemson, which which clinched the, basically all intents and purposes, clinched the ACC title for them. The next week they lose to the Chickens down at, down in Columbia. Then they lose a 9-7 game on a, another Penn State heartbreaker. They come home, they beat Duke to secure the ACC title, the last one that they won in school history. A little preview of the uh, mega conferences right there. Right? What a, what a schedule that was. So the argument you're, you, you, you say about the there was no playoff, there was no college football playoff, there were no implications. 1967, college football was not a national sport at all. I mean, there was no national attention paid to it. So there's probably an argument to be made on, even though we're being a prisoner of the moment because it's early in the season, still it's the only matchup that NC State's ever played in when they're a top 10 team against another top 10 team. I mean, for all intents and purposes, I think our pack therapy audience, not many 1967. Uh, so for our generation, for people that have, have – Followed NC State, this is the biggest big, okay. biggest game in NC State history. I'll say it's the second biggest game in school history, but it's definitely the biggest one since 1967. <laughs> How about that? Let's go with that. How about that? I, I feel like that's a that's a smart compromise. All right, let's do this. Let's let's pick this thing because we went into the season and I think we both thought NC State could win this game. And let's talk a little bit about the weather because our only frame of reference right now for a hurricane game is 2016 when there's nine inches of water on the field at Carter-Finley Stadium and the game is just an absolute abject mess. NC State ends up beating Notre Dame in a game where Brian Kelly famously tried to pass the ball 26 times. Okay. If this game is that big of a quagmire, who who do you think has an advantage in that situation? I think it's just a toss-up. I mean, you're flipping a coin at that point. Which you know, we're talking biggest game in program history. Let's hope it's not that because then it's just wherever way the ball goes. I think that happened on a block punt, right? Yes. That was the only touchdown. I mean, yes. that's not even like, yeah, NC State won that game, but there there should be a, an asterisk next to that because that wasn't like they really won it. They just happened to fall into it. So I, I hope it's not that. And really, I, I think NC State fans should not want bad weather because NC State has the better quarterback. I think we want to throw the ball. I think we can get after them throwing the ball. NC State has a better pass offense. NC State has the better DBs. We don't want this to turn into a, a you don't want a pound. Uh, well, you also probably don't want the weight game from last week either. 
fifty-one forty-five. I mean, right. you don't, you don't want trade. You don't want trade paint no, like no, that. No, no, no. And I don't think it, it would be would be that because yeah. NC State's de- uh, defense is better than Wake, so I don't think it, it'll become that. But I, I don't want it to rain. I think it, the advantage goes to Clemson if it does, because then they can use Will Shipley. They can use their front seven on their defense. And to me, I want to see Devin Leary win this game. And if the weather is permitted, I think he'll do that. All right, so we went into the season. We think NC State goes down there. They win this game. DJ Uyunglele has improved tremendously. I, I will tip my hat to him. But I'll tell you what. He's not Trevor Lawrence. He's not the Sean Watson. I think NC State's secondary is very good. Derek Pitts is one of my favorite players. Tanner Ingle, he, he's a guy you can pick on in the past game. I don't think Clemson has the receivers that can pick on him in the way that they're going to need to pick on him. I like NC State to win this game in normal circumstances. If it gets crazy weather-wise, I worry that it could be a Will Shipley revenge game. Will Shipley, you might know, has 26 family members who graduated from NC State. Will Shipley should be playing for NC State in this game. If this is the biggest game in school history, your whole damn family went to NC State, and you're going to play for Clemson, the name of this is Pack Therapy. I worry, I do worry that there is a Will Shipley chapter of Pack Therapy to be written. <laughs> I do worry about that, but I'll say this. I think NC State's defense will be up to the task. You don't come back. You don't put one pack, one goal on your helmet to go to the Independence Bowl. You don't put one pack, one goal on the goalposts and on the end zone and on all of your trademarking to be in the, you know, the runner-up in the Gator Bowl even. You put it on there because you're trying to win something. And everyone should know you're trying to win something. So play the damn Phillip Rivers that we play at the beginning. Wolfpack ain't for soft people. It ain't. This is your chance. This is your 40-year window. I said the Wolfpack. Opens the window, walks through it safely. Yeah, you talk to these guys. You talk to Thayer Thomas, those defensive guys. Might have had an opportunity to leave early for the NFL. They wanted to come back to win an ACC championship, and this is why they come back. They come back to get college game day, to get Kirk Herbstreet, to go down to Death Valley and knock them off. I'm taking the Wolfpack. 24-21. Close one. Close All one. right. I'll I'll stick with your score then. We'll, we'll go for a, a united front. On this pick, I I think State wins. We'll see. Either way, probably going to need some therapy next week, (laughs) right? (laughs) It's it's either going to be, I guess, uh, therapy to get ready for the Florida State game or there's probably going to be a lot of um, hungover NC State fans enjoying the victory. Either way, we'll be here for you next week. And also... We got a special. This is a bo- that's how big this week is. We got bonus episodes of Pack Therapy. Join us actually Friday. We'll have the Kyle Bambard conversation. This was just a little extra sneak peek for everybody. You can catch all of our Pack Therapy episodes on WRLSportsFan.com, Apple, Spotify, Google, you name it. We're there wherever you get your podcasts. Download, subscribe, give us a nice five star rating. We would definitely appreciate it. And you can watch us every Friday, six o'clock on WRAL Sports Plus. That's channel 34 over the air or 1257 on Spectrum Cable. Join us for Pack Therapy every Friday at 6 on TV or right here in podcast form wherever you get your podcasts. Appreciate you all listening to this very special bonus episode of Pack Therapy. Check us out again on Friday. We'll have that conversation with Kyle Bambard. Thanks again for listening to Pack Therapy.
career-driven individuals. Ready to unlock your potential? Discover William Peace University's School of Professional Studies. Our classes are tailored for the working professional. Attend class on your terms with our online sessions and choose from various start dates throughout the year. Dive into a curriculum designed for success. Every class is a stepping stone that takes you closer to your career goals. Take one or more classes. It's in your hands. Elevate your career with William Peace University's School of Professional Studies. Dive deeper at williampeace.info SPS. Your journey begins here. Sick of being upsold at gyms? My guy, you're currently a base member? For $90 more, I can upgrade you to our Shred membership. For $130 more, you'll be a Swole member. And for just $300 more, you'll reach Sweat Platinum. At Planet Fitness, you'll get energy without the upsell. Never pushy, always free fitness training and equipment for every workout. It's fitness that fits your budget. Join Planet Fitness for just $1 down and $10 a month. Cancel anytime. Deal ends Friday, May 10th. See Home Club for details. Judy was boring. Hello. Then Judy discovered Jumbacasino.com. It's my little escape. Now Judy's the life of the party. Oh, baby, mama's bringing home the bacon. Whoa, take it easy, Judy. <laughs> The Chumba Life is for everybody. So go to ChumbaCasino.com and play over 100 casino-style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. Voidware prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details.